uh I'm all scruffed up, man. Yeah, you know, and, uh, I, I can't wait to I grow a little something, man. <laughs> <laughs> be careful, though. It's going to be gray when it's coming out, and it's not going to be fun. Like, dude, I'm telling you. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. going to be funny. Yeah. But, yeah, man. So, David, I appreciate you coming on today. Uh, I really am excited to talk to you because uh, just knowing who you are and how you roll, it's going to be a good time, 100%. So, just so everybody knows, my friend Dave Brody here, 23 years in the Navy. He is a member of the Chiefs Mess. He is a leader in the Navy. He's one of those guys that makes uh, the fleet move forward, as we say. He goes from the top and the bottom to train and develop, and uh, he's just an exciting person to be around. Originally from uh, Clio, South Carolina, or Silo. How do I say that? Uh, Clio. Clio, South Carolina. Clio, South Carolina, yep. Yep, multiple combat tours in the Navy, developing sailors. Uh, David's just, uh, he's a veteran active duty member that uh just he cares he puts it all on his his shoulder and makes sure that he helps people out and i'm excited to talk about uh the next chapter for you right now i've seen a lot of stuff in there about uh your your next adventure and so that's that's really going to be exciting i'm excited to learn about that and so without further ado david like uh let's just open it up man tell anybody that is listening today a little bit about yourself and then we'll get into talking a lot of trash. How about that? Got it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you know, like Matt said before, and before I start, I got to thank you as well for allowing me to come on. Um, I'm just a small town guy from Clio, South Carolina, man, joined the Navy a long time ago. And, uh, you know, I've always wanted to serve. I used to um, stand in my neighborhood and play baseball and we would see the planes fly over. So when, you know, the older I got, the more I saw them, I was like, oh, man, you know, that, that looked like it's cool, you know, whatever. So when I was in high school, the recruiter came and I was talking about airplanes and, you know, my recruiter was like, nah, if you want aviation, you got to go to Navy on the Navy side, you know? So they, they kind of, you know, got me to thinking, you know, Hey, look, this is the way to go. Forget the air force, forget this. If you want to really jump into some fun stuff, you know, join the Navy and you know, the rest is history. Yeah. So what, what did the recruiter tell you? Let me guess, you know, the Navy has more planes than the Air Force anyway. Why would you join the Air Force? Hey, man, you sound like a, 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 a true recruiter, right? <laughs> well, you know, I kind of was one of those for a long time. <laughs> I know, absolutely. I know, I know, I know. I'm, I'm picking on you. But yeah, yeah no. Yeah, yeah, that's good, man. Well, I tell you what, if uh, you would have gone any other route, um, there's a lot of people that have, have learned from you and, 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 and just taking so much from what you offer and give and, and how you, you just you put everything out there to help people. You've always been that way. And yeah. so, I mean, other services would have reaped the benefits, but there's a lot of people in the Navy that would have uh, missed out 100%. So it's a good thing the recruiter talked to you into we have more planes than they do. I know, I know, I know. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> you know, you know, I, you know I, I've really enjoyed this ride. Over the years, um, working with some of the greatest uh, sailors that the Navy can offer. I've I've really had a good time. I've had some good times and bad times, but all in all, we all came back to family, and I think that's that's has been the biggest thing for for me. And I think that's why I really had a passion to continue what I'm doing in the Navy out in the civilian world because I'm helping people. You know. Yeah. So let's let's just jump right into that. So uh, when 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 I when I first. Uh, saw your your information i saw it on on social media and uh i I immediately was like i really need to talk to dave i mean i I have to 
like bring you on so that whatever platform we have here and however many people it can be reached and seen, I really want people one to, to, to know what you're, you're going to be getting into. Mm-hmm. But I think the biggest thing I want people to kind of understand is if they work with, with you in, in doing uh, your next venture that you're going to talk about in a minute, you're not just getting someone that uh, wishes that they could mentor and develop you. You're not getting somebody that has a dream about helping people. You're not getting someone that uh, thinks they can do it, right? You're getting someone, from my experience and, and, and the time I got to serve with you and just seeing you after we kind of parted ways going um, to other parts of the Navy, you're getting someone that knows what they're doing, someone that's passionate about doing it, someone who has a proven track record to develop people and and help them better themselves. Like they're getting, like you're getting way more than than you even know you're signing up for when they work with you. So you know. Well, yeah, I appreciate that, brother. I do. I really appreciate that. Yeah. So it's called Brody Consulting, right? So let's talk yes. about that a little bit. What's the uh, what's the idea behind it? I know where it came from, but you can tell everybody, you know, where it came from. You know. Well, of course, you know, Brody is my last name and, you know, I've, I've always said that uh, I'm, I'm going to build a legacy off of my grandfather and father's name and, and keep, you know, keep this thing going. And when I was sitting home one night and I was like, man, you know, uh, what, what can I do to to help or what what can I do outside of the Navy that would be beneficial? And I was running into great uh, masters like yourself, the Jeff Barlow's in the world, the Emil Barrett's, all, all of those guys. And when they got out, that's all they did. They just they consulted and helped people. So I wanted to do the same thing. And of course, um, I went under the belt of some of those guys, and and I was like the apprentice, you know, for about a year. And they told me they're like, hey, you need to remember that you have to mix and mingle. But you also have to divide the Navy lingo with the civilian lingo. And mm-hmm. I think that was one of the biggest lessons I ever learned. And then I I learned that language and I understood that language. And that's where it kind of took off. So I just said, hey, Brody Consultant is going to be my name. I got a vision. I'm going to reach these many people. I'm going to be in households. I'm going to be in businesses. I'm going to be able to go into a corporation one day with a microphone plugged in my ear, speaking to thousands of employees and I'm going to go into an auditorium one day and speaking to a thousand of entrepreneurs. Like I just had this vision to reach and help and build people. So that's really where it came from. I have coaches also that teach me a lot because you, we have to constantly train. We have to constantly train in the consultant world and the coaching world. And I really train and practice my craft every single day. And, you know, and now it's just like a, a business that is not just growing, but it's expanding to, you know, households, homes, communities, you know, public speaking, doing things that everyone has a chance to ask questions. They have a chance to process things and they also have a chance to transform. So that's really what we're about. We do uh, small business development, leadership development and transformational life coaching. And I think that that is my niche. That's what I love to do. And, and I know that it's going to be great. Oh, you know, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And the reason I say that, like I said in, in the intro to bring it in, like 100%, I know that you're going to deliver. But in everything you just told me, you know what I heard? What's that, brother? Morning quarters, CDBs, yeah. eval debriefs, yeah. uh, 
you know, uh, CPO 365 phase two initiation, whatever you want to call it to get into the mess where you train and develop leaders. Like, man, if anybody has the experience to do it, like you're there, like you're just going to continue to do the things. And then the reality is this, the platform that you still have for a little bit of time to develop and hone that, and you get the scenarios you're going to run into every day. And the difference I think in what I see in the civilian world, right? Because I've been there for a little bit and I did real estate and I do some other things and uh, they always want you to have a coach, right? They always want you to hire somebody to coach you and teach you and get you moving. The recruiter in me is like, no, I don't want to do that. I don't need a coach. I already know what I got to do. I don't. And and in my mind, it was always, I don't need someone to tell me to make a phone call. I know I got to do that, right? I know I got to do it. And I'm like, I want you to give me the secret. And then I found out really quick, the secret is just grind. Keep your head down and do it. And the, the, the reason that becomes important is because when you get into the civilian world, there's a lot of people that say that they're going to help you and develop you, right? Mm-hmm. And you, I mean, you'll, you'll see reviews and you see all the things around about what they do. And, and, and I've, I've worked with a lot of people since I got out that, I don't know, man, I, I, that they were great. But in my mind, because of what I did in the Navy and what we did in the Navy and all the things we did together and the leadership development that you get and the amount of interaction you have between the people above you and the people below you, and you have to be that, that middle ground. I just, I haven't found anybody that I can look at and go, okay, I can see where this guy's been through all of this stuff he's telling me to do. I can see where this person has had to struggle and then come out of it on top. I can see, you know, I just haven't found anybody like like us, like chiefs that 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 went through all of that. They mm-hmm. they they worked so hard for themselves to get to a certain point in their in their their life or their career where for 6 weeks you realized really quick that you don't matter because nothing that you did really got you there. Like that was the biggest eye opener for me when one I became a chief and two, as I progressed, and like you said, talked with, you know, those those very, very seasoned and salty master chiefs and senior oh, yeah. chiefs, guys like Brian Zawadniak, guys like Tom Schnapp, you know, those guys are, are, are out there and giving you all that knowledge and you realize real quick that they figured it out, they pass it down and we move forward. And so I think the thing that's going to make you the most successful, it's not about you. It's never going to be about you. And I think that alone it just doesn't really exist a lot when you get outside of where we're used to being like it's 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 a different world out there but when someone can present themselves as someone that like truly cares for a reason sky's the limit you know right you're absolutely right yeah yeah so so you're living in in texas right now yeah right you're based great state state of texas great state state. so when you when you're all said and done, is the plan to stay in Texas? Or are you moving back to South Carolina? Like, you know, I'm sure you're going to have frequent flyer miles no matter what you do. But yeah, well, my uh, my plan here when I got stationed back here the last time was to stay here in Texas. It's my first duty station. And, you know, I've I've been here for uh, new on numerous, you know, times and trips and all this good stuff. I'm like, man, I got to I got to live here. Like, this is where. I got to plant the flag at. This is where I want to be. So I'm, I'm here in Arlington, Texas, right in the middle between Fort Worth and Dallas. Um, my office is actually across. It's about three or four minutes away from a from the AT&T. 
and you know globe life and all that good stuff so i'm right here in the heart of arlington and i love it this is my area um i'm i'm, I'm looking to 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 plant some some great seeds here and uh in, in the great state of Texas and, and make this thing happen. I don't plan on leaving and going anywhere else. I had a few offers to come back to Florida and I was like, no, you know, I think I'm a, I think I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and stick it here in, in Texas and, and make it nice. work. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's good stuff, man. So we met in, uh, in new Orleans in the big easy in the, in the sportsman's paradise of uh, yes. Louisiana. <laughs> so, uh, you know, tell me about, um, you know, when we first we first met, we were we actually first met during like chief season. Right. Yeah, we did. And, uh, yeah, yeah, we it, did. It was super interesting. You had a whole like and that was my again, like this all goes into what it kind of feeds into what you're doing for the future. Right. Is when I was down there. I had for so long, you know, I was a recruiter. I was the guy that everybody walked up to and they were always mad. Right. They're mm -hmm. like, oh, you're recruiters. Right. And I used to just tell everybody, I'm like, well, if it wasn't for me, you wouldn't be here, man. Like Absolutely. we did something right, you know? Yeah. But there was always that divide. And I think the thing that I remember the most about being in New Orleans as a recruiter, my second tour in New Orleans, was the fact that everybody in that area on that base, they could all work together all the time. Like mm -hmm. there was no, uh, there was no job. There was no command. There was no... This is what we do. This is what you do. It was just a whole bunch of people that got things done. And, you know, again, when I, I remember coming out to the first few events we had to go to, and there was always a couple of people standing in the front and getting stuff done. And the, the most noticeable person always in the front, even though there wasn't like a lot of, uh, I don't know, I, I guess you would say committee lead in that was you. You were always the one in the front talking to everybody, asking them how they were. This is what I remember. How are you doing? What can I do to help you? How are things with your family? Like it was always a, how are you? And I immediately was like, that's the guy I want to meet because he's not walking around going, I'm the best. And you know what I mean? It, you could mm -hmm. just tell and see that it was, it was truly a, a, a lead into, I want to, I want to develop a friendship with that person. Right. Yes. I don't just want to talk to you to say hi. Right. And so, uh, that's, that's one of the first memories I have and it was great. And then going through and all the crazy stuff that we did over there was, uh, it, it was amazing. And then that, that helped me go on from mm -hmm. new Orleans. And now I'm here. I'm, I'm obviously in this great state of Texas too. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm repping for my son. Hopefully he gets in. He's trying to, we're, we're waiting it out. He oh, graduates he this year. Out. We're hoping he gets to A&M. That's where he wants to go. So, nice. uh, I decided the same stay in Texas. Texas is a great place to, to, to settle down. But I think that time we met in new Orleans, that that time was like, that was the time that helped me develop even further than where I was at. Right. I became a, a, a better sailor leader, chief, all that stuff. I, I, I became kind of who I am today, understanding even more. So it's not about me. Right. Mm -hmm. Just good times, man. Well, yeah, it, it was. And, you know, going, going through those times, you know, when we looked at our commands, and we looked at your command and, you know, Marfo Reds and all the other, you know, commands around. That was, that was my only thing. Even when when I became the president of the CPO, I just wanted to unify everybody. Like how, like how can, like we can be one massive like juggernaut. You know, we, like we have our little rivalries here and there, but there was nothing more powerful than when we all came together. 
especially to make chiefs, develop chiefs. Um, like it's, it was like magic, man. It was just like magic. Just seeing it from start to finish, it was, it was, it was insane. You know, yeah, so. I think that uh, that there was there was those th- those little pockets, right? But you know how I equated being in that time, mm-hmm. I felt like we were colleges. Right? Yeah, yeah. So we're we're the Aggies. You guys are the Longhorns. Those are the Tigers, like LSU and all that. Like right. it was like this is my college team. This is mm-hmm. my alma mater. Like yeah. we're we're the best and whatever. Like I'll be your friend. But if you're not in this alma mater, you know what I mean? It felt like more of a, an atmosphere of that versus we're better and not better. And, right. you know, that 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 time, in, it spoiled me, dude. It mm-hmm. spoiled me because yeah. I came to Houston after. And uh, the first year I was in Houston, uh, the CMC was like, oh, the, the, the Reserve Center wants us to do the season together, right? Mm. I was like, that's awesome. This is going to be a good time, right? I was like, this is going to be great because New Orleans spoiled me 100%. And then we did it and I was like, oh. Oh man. man. I was like, I you know what? We tried. That's yeah. what I said. We tried. There's no way you can recreate that. Now, I think the only place that could that could compare is where you're at right now. Up oh, in yeah. Fort Worth. It's the same, man. They we- kind of started the whole deal, man. Yep. It's- They're amazing up there. That's where I went through. Mhm. Yeah. yeah. It's the same. It's definitely the same like we all we all it's kind of like it's like you got one and you got the other, and we line up because everybody kind of split flops. You know, it's it's like one big reunion every year. Like, hey man, you remember when we was in New Orleans? Or hey, you remember we was in Jacksonville? And everybody come come together, and it's just from just from based off of my experience. Like the season here is is crazy, but I'm telling you, I don't think that I would rather, like, if I can go through New Orleans every year, just like the final parts, the way we spread everything out, Yep. if I can do that, and if we had, like, the woods, like, if we had, like, the landscape to do it, like how we did it in New Orleans, I, yep. I think it would be 40 times greater even here. And this, and this crazy here is nuts. It's good. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it is, like, again, I told you, I went through there. Mm-hmm. And so uh, the old, the old that was kind of my – That Thunderdome. Oh man, it, it was it was crazy because that was back in the time in recruiting where um, everything that mattered was being a recruiter and nothing else mattered, right? Like you had to go in and grind. And I was young, you know. I'd only been in the Navy for nine years, and I'm like, okay, well, I got to I got to please everybody, right? That's what you think all the time. We'd show up to PT over there on the on the JRB, and here they come. All, right. all the guys from the base are like, oh, here's these recruiters. And the biggest thing that I always took away uh, from that and what I tried to change as I moved on to my other recruiting districts, mm-hmm. and which is why I loved finally getting back to New Orleans, is I always noticed the recruiters would never show up to PT. They're not there. But the mm-hmm. fleet chiefs, like the, 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 they would call them themselves the real ones, the guys that were from the fleet that were coming to recruiting that were going back to the fleet, mm-hmm. I would look, I was like, they never missed anything. Yeah. And they still went to work and they yeah, still got right. their job done and they still did every, you know, they were still a, a sponsor or they're still a chair. They were, I used to see the same people all the time and I used to be like, man, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. Like where they're at. And, and, and that's where you learn really fast uh, priorities. What's the priority? Yep. And yeah. then, you know, I, I learned really fast as well that like it, the work will be there tomorrow. It's okay. But if you have something to take care of today, you got to do it. And so 
I just remember even more so my wife and I talk about it sometimes, you know, because when you're going through that time, I remember it was like telling my wife, I got to watch all these movies. She's like, why? I, I just, I just got to watch them. Like, I got to I got I, I to figure it out. And then you show up and you realize the movies didn't matter. They didn't give a shit about the movies. And I was like, no, that's all I did. So I had nothing else. And then it was boom. You just got hammered. And, you know, the, the, the other part of that is like the next year when you're sitting in the room and you hear everybody talking and you just go, light bulbs going on. These effing dudes knew that that's exactly what we're, like, how did they know that we were going to do that? And then you realize there's a whole bunch of people like, I would have done the same thing when I was going through. And it's like, oh. Yeah, light bulbs going on. Oh, yeah. So now it's like, okay, all you're doing is putting them into that position that you were in. And you knew how you would handle it. And then the other part, too, is like, if you want to keep a secret on how things work, join the Navy and go through chief season. Yep. Because even though everybody else knows what's going on, when you're going through, you have no idea. Like, they keep the best secrets it's crazy yeah and uh after you're done you look at these guys like why didn't you tell me and they were like well where would the fun be in that it was fun watching you guys like struggle and you see it when when you and i went through after you see the light bulb when you see the light bulb you're like oh there we go it's there right like they're it's coming it's gonna be good and you Mm -hmm. know it's again too man Drop the the ego that doesn't matter. Take the chip off your shoulder. You got to humble. That's the big thing. Humble yourself. Like that's understand that you're a cog in the wheel, mm-hmm. and 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 you got to do your part, no matter how big or small, too. Right? Yeah. It's my job to take out the trash, and that's what I got to do. That's my contribution, and it's not any different than the guy that's you know, in a sense, spending all the money. Right? They're equal. Like if we don't do what we got to do. It doesn't run. And so then you get out, you know, and you go to a lot of these organizations uh, and you try to join clubs or networking groups and they try to, you know, they run through the Roberts rule of order and they try to do meetings and bring it in. And you just walk in like disappointed, man. Mm-hmm. I'm like, ah. Oh. Yeah. And, you know, Matt, the, the I, need biggest thing, I know, man, the, <laughs> the, the the biggest thing is servitude, man. Yep. That's, that's the biggest thing, man. Serve, servitude, man. Yeah. You know, if, if you can get that concept down, Pat. You can get that if you can get that concept down packed, there's nothing that you won't miss from that point on. You just don't know it, you know. It's, it's just, yeah. It, it's it, again, and you still see people that, that don't get that concept, right? Yeah. And they struggle a little bit. And again, it's just really the servitude is all about humbling yourself and understanding that, like, yeah, you're important, right? You're important. But the biggest thing that was impressed, because you know me. I like to go the hard route for everything. That's what I did. So mm. when I went through chief season, I chose a bosun mate as my sponsor, oh. Ted Morales, the one and only. Oh, man. And then my co-sponsor was a damage controlman, Fred Williams. Man, I had, I was thinking, oh, I'm going to get some fleet guys to be. I didn't realize, man, I picked the two wrong people then yeah. to do it. Because I was like, these guys are on me all the time, right? Like they were pushing and then later on i'm like okay i got it mm-hmm. maybe i did choose right there you uh, but it's like you know when you when you drop down and get rid of all of that uh so i tell everybody like you have to you know when you talk to young sailors that are there and 
and, and you get those one-on-one mentoring sessions with them when they're trying to figure it out. They don't know what's going on. They don't know if left is still left or red or green or, you know, what are we doing? Letting them know, like, listen, the only thing I'm going to tell you right now, the best advice I can give you is it's not about you. Yep. It's all you need to know. Mm-hmm. If you approach it like that, it'll take care. And they were always like, huh? But I got to, and I got to, I'm like, all right, well. Yeah. You'll get it one day. You'll have to. Yeah, because you know, yeah. man, you know what's funny, and I'm, I'm going to tell you two quick funny stories, right? So I couldn't do a push-up. Like, I could do a thousand push-ups, but when I went through the season, my form was never right. It was just like, I'm like, what is wrong with me? You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, so a year after um, I, you know, in my first year as a chief, I was running on the base in Jacksonville, and we had a task for doing our season to find the submarine on the base. To find the submarine on NAS Jacksonville, right? So yeah. I never got that signed off on the PQS. So one day I'm running, I'm running down by the skipper's house, right? And I stopped to tie my shoe because my shoelace came loose. So I looked up and I looked at the bush, is you know that big bush in front of his house? I don't know if you've been on NAS yeah. Jacks. Yeah, I've been there. It was, cut, it was cut in the shape of a submarine. So I looked and I said, no way. <laughs> you know, so when so when when I got so when I got back to to the squadron, right? I'm sitting there, I was like, yo, I found a submarine. And everybody messaged like, duh, it took you that long to figure that out. And everybody <laughs> everybody knew about it except for me. And the whole time, the whole time, I had no idea that that damn submarine was a tree. And even after the fact, I never found out until I was running one morning and I stopped because at the time I see what I looked and that no light pressure, man. Down. And I, you know, I sat on the couch for about 10 minutes and that reflection time that like, and I can, like, I can vividly see myself. I'm sitting here. We had the blueberries at the time before we switched over. And I was just like, it is amazing what fresh air would do to the brain, man. It is amazing yeah. what fresh air would do to the brain. And when I realized that even though I didn't complete that tasker, I realized that I completed a a broken thought process. Like, man, you know, I I wonder why I never, you know, found, found it or why I never got there or why I wasn't talking to people who would have got me in that right direction. I don't think I was listening. If if it makes sense. Or the the most common mistake people make, you didn't use your resources and ask for help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I will. Afraid, listen. afraid. Once you get to that point, and and like it's crazy, you see it every year. Yeah, selected immediately a kindergartner. Yeah, yeah. Immediately, immediately. <laughs> won't ask a question. Won't ask for help. Scared of everything, and it will sit in the. It will be in the me- like. What is wrong with these? And then people will walk up and go, man, they just can't get nothing. And I'm like, well, yeah. if they would just ask a question and be like, look, we've been trying. You know, it's amazing. But here's the other thing: no pressure, right? Mm-hmm. Just running around, minding your business. But here's the thing. Is that the only thing you didn't get signed off? No, nah, it, it was, you know, it was telling stuff I didn't get. But that, that yeah. was big. So yeah, that was a big That one probably sticks out because you were on an air station, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you look up and go, you've got, right? Like, I would have ran in and been like, you need to sign this right now. Yeah. I know it's after the fact, but let's backdate it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, even um, even now when I'm I'm sitting with a client, and and I and I see a person go from you know that first month we start, 
by the time I get into that third month of my uh, my package, I see the transformation. Even going back and when I because I take notes from my first initial appointment all like all the way through. And you can see that person transform and you can see the light bulb start to go off and you can see them, you know, make sense of something that they had no clue about two months ago. You know, mm-hmm. so it all it all feed it all feeds back to just like you said, man, you're using your resources. Asking the right questions, you know. Absolutely. That was mm-hmm. the thing I never did was ask the right questions. Gotcha. I probably should have done that a little bit. Matter of fact, when you when when you break it all down, right? If you think about things in perspective of how we work in the world, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I look I look at it every day, man. Yeah. I look at it every day. Mm-hmm. And and I still read in the book every day. And one one thing that I did at my retirement is I, I realized really quick, right? That like so much was put on us on what goes in there, mm-hmm. right? But maybe maybe I'm wrong in it, and maybe some people would get mad at it. But I realized and felt knowledge goes in there, right? So when I went to my retirement, I put the book up at the front, kind of like you would put the book for a wedding or, um, unfortunately, a funeral, and uh, where you go up and you write something to the people to let them know you were there or give them something to remember, right? Like the day. Right. I, I put my book up at the front. I put a pin on it, and I was like, "Just find a page and write." I don't care who it is. I don't care, you know, whatever. Like, if you want to write something in there for me to remember, by all means, do it. And then the other part is there were so many people that read through there and saw some of the things that people wrote because at the end of the day, nothing in there is something someone can't read. Right. You know what I mean? It's all motivational. It's all telling you the same message, right? Mm-hmm. Like to keep your head down and keep moving forward. And people are like, man, I can't believe people like wrote that to you. And I was like, listen, that's just what we do. It is what we do. We push each other to be great. And mm-hmm. if you don't do that, it doesn't help. And I, I got like uh, a couple of my relatives, you know, I, I come from a big military family. One of my uncles, as a matter of fact, uh, was in the army for a couple of years and my grandfather uh, was a, was a senior chief in the navy and then my uncle is a master chief right mm-hmm. was a master chief retired and so my uncle I was like did you write in the book he goes I ain't touching that book I was like you can write and he goes absolutely not my daddy ain't coming out of the grave to get me you know because he was in the army and you know what i mean right. and i was like it's okay but he wouldn't touch he's like Mm-mm. My yeah. daddy ain't coming to get me. I just yeah, thought it was yeah. funny. I was yeah, like, you, what? Get, you get some people that, that wouldn't touch you. You get some people that wouldn't. But I, I do appreciate the people that did write in it. And it would what it's amazing to see is to be able to read in there uh, the people that weren't in, people that are close friends and close family. Mm. Uh, thank you for your service. Or, or just things like here in, in, in Katie, I, I coach lacrosse for, for a youth program. And some of those parents were really good friends with they came. Like, thanks for what you did for our son. And it's like, helping him grow and mature right and i'm like even for this kid that plays this sport i was doing the same thing i'm doing for that junior sailor that junior officer right helping them grow and get better it was all it's the same message no matter who wrote it you know what i mean Mm -hmm. It, it it's really it's really good to see that and you know i know some people are like i can't believe you did that but i was like whose book is it Y'all remember this thing, don't you? We went through this already. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you do what you want to do with it. And so even now, it's still like uh, just going around. Like if I go to like uh, chief events or, uh, you know, the, the Houston guys will do a lot of stuff at the local VFW. Even now, if, I, if I'm around them 
and I've met somebody that's impactful, I tried to meet up with them again and have them write in, yeah. in the book. You get a charge it, huh? Yeah. I, I think that uh, the other thing that I kind of like jumped onto is like it doesn't stop after that time, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I learned a, a little from Brian Zawadniak, as a matter of fact, is like, you know, you can get another one in there. Like just because you're done doesn't mean you're done. You know, so like when I would meet people uh, in that were chiefs and above, you know, or even officers that were former chiefs, right? Like, hey, like, I want you to write something in here, especially if they made a big impact to what you're doing. And uh, just seeing how people reacted to that was it was always great to see people that you help develop and train Mm -hmm. and you ask them to do something like that. And then they just the, the level of gratitude is there. But I just I always used to be like, why are they so grateful to me? for writing in a book. Like I'm trying to like, I want to be grateful to you. Right. I want to remember the things that you've taught me. Mm. And it's just, uh, again, after, after leaving the military, like you don't get that a lot anymore. It's, it's hard to find that same group of people. Like there is something to mm-hmm. being in and, and being around the guys and Dealing with problems. I miss dealing with problems. Is that crazy to say? I miss dealing with problems sometimes because you were helping people. Yeah. You know, because those problems, in, in a sense, were real problems. Mm-hmm. Like the problems I see out here now, man, they're not, and some of them are real, but there's a lot of problems that aren't real. Like yeah, first are. world problems. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm not going to get the new whatever iPhone is not available in the Apple store. Oh, my God. What are we going to do? And I'm like, that's what you're freaking out about? You don't yeah, get a new not, iPhone? Yeah, that's not a problem. Yeah. Come on now. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's uh, it's good. It's good. Have right. a good time doing it. Mm-hmm. So tell me about uh, after New Orleans. What kind of things did you get to go do? What were the, the duty stations after? Like what kind of what kind of stuff did you, you platform up to? Well, um, right after that, um, I left and came to the FRC in, in Fort Worth, and I uh, got a chance to work with with those guys. It's an integrated command, Navy and, and Marines. Okay. Now, of course, we support the the F eighteen, the C one thirty, and you know various squadrons throughout the fleet. And after that tour, I ended up staying here to for my last one, and now I'm at the uh, the FRC Reserve uh, Midwest, the wing for all the FRCs. And we are the uh, ASIC command over here, New Orleans, Jersey, and D.C. Okay. So I, I travel a lot to go out to those sites. And, you know, we do, um, so you, you know. Are, are, let, let me guess. You, you guys got, a, like, an important inspection in New Orleans in the next week or so, right? Nah, we 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 had that last last October. And you know what's so crazy? It's Mardi Gras, man. You gotta go. I know, man. I know. I, I said, man, we need to start scheduling our uh, our visits during during the good times of the year. I was talking to. They my, were like, Mm-mm. "Yeah, it's like we want you to work." <laughs> yeah, we, we good. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so That's yeah, awesome. those, those are the spots that we uh, we take care of and support. And I mean, we we have we have some great we have some great chiefs uh, out there at those sites too. Yeah. So whenever we do travel out, you know how it is. You know, it's it's open arms. They they treat us. You know, they treat us great. So, I'm, yeah, I'm I mean, it, I, I just again, I mean, and I, I was in Fort Worth for a while and, and, and that's where I started my journey as a chief in the Navy. Mm. And, and I'll be forever grateful for everything that they did for me. I remember sleeping at the table after pinning and my family going, just go get in the car. Yeah. Right. I'm eating with everybody in my family and I'm sitting at the table. Like this. 
Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't, I, but I was like, I didn't want to sleep, you know? And then uh, going to New Orleans though, you know, Thursday, Thursday, yeah. uh, Tuesday nights, just to come in there and hang out on the weekends. Let's watch football on the weekends. Let's get the fight. Like everybody was always doing something there. Yeah. And when you walked in the door there, there was no ego. It was all family, man. A hundred percent. And I just remember, you know, being a new person, I'd walk in the door brand new. And you know, the first two or three times you go in there, a lot of people don't know you. Uh, I never felt like people didn't want to know who I was. Everybody would walk up and be like, Hey, how's it going? You know, where are you at? I would tell them where I worked and they give me shit for a minute. But you know, I'd give them shit right back. Like you're welcome, you know? And it just was, it was always that, that atmosphere, man. And there's a, there's a grip of people that we worked with in new Orleans that I still kind of like, I follow them on social media and, and I can see them and there's, oh man, there's so many master chiefs, people that are now officers, people that uh, have gotten out of the Navy and doing big things, like just making an impact in the world all over the place. And it Mm -hmm. is so, it's just that deal. Like, uh, like professionally when I was in Miami as a recruiter, it was kind of the same thing. The whole crew of people I worked with in Miami, just to give you a picture, one of those people is now the national chief recruiter for uh, Navy recruiting. Oh, wow. Another guy just retired as an ACR. There's a couple of other people that were region chief recruiters and, 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 and district like they're in, like they're running recruiting right now. And it's mm-hmm. that group of people. It just, the talent level was, mm-hmm. was out of this world. And it was just like being in new Orleans. Yep. Big time, big yeah. time. And I, and I tell you the, the, that's a big community. I mean, that's, I mean, I didn't realize how big the community was until I went to Milton on on this last trip. And I, was, <laughs> I was like, "My goodness, yeah, you, you guys are deep, man." Well, that's where that's where the brains of the operation yeah. are, dude. Yeah, I was like, "Wow," because um, I well, of course, I I went down um, to sit the selection board, and I was just looking around. I'm just like, "Man, like, uh, whew, this is a lot." Just imagine going through uh, go, going through a season up there. Yeah, I mean, there's got to be thousands of chiefs up there. Oh yeah, it, yeah, it is kind of like how it is in Jacks. Same mm-hmm. thing, Jacks. It was, it was, it was, well, I went through uh, when I was in Miami. Our CMC was used to be in Jacksonville, mm-hmm. so we actually from Miami went up to Jacksonville for a final night, like we. We went up there for final night. Oh, nice. Kind of nice. combined in. And uh, Jacksonville was like no other two, man. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, it, it it was put together. But, like, there was a ton of – but the thing that I, I, I noticed in Jacksonville is Jacksonville did a really good job at – if you want to be involved as a chief, you're going to be involved. Mm-hmm. And if you want to sit in the back and watch, they're not gonna they're not gonna try to force you to do something you're not looking to do. Not. But if you came up and you wanted to be involved, they'd be like, "Okay, well, this is what we're gonna do." And everybody, and again, this is I miss this in the Navy. Nobody knew who we were. All they knew is I had an anchor on my hat or on my collar, and they knew I was a chief, and that's all they needed to know. They're like, "Good to go. Let's go do it here." And and it was never a, uh, "Where are you from?" You know, it was. 100% like, let's go get it. Mm-hmm. Everywhere we went in the Navy was like that. And, you know, you're told all the time, 
going through the season like oh you've now joined the biggest fraternity in the world and all these things and you're like yeah whatever i made it right but when you go around places and people find out you're a chief and i do a lot with the vfw now right see these guys in the vfw that uh you know they'll have their anchor on their shirt or even guys that were e4s e5s e6s in the navy you know petty officers they'd be they'll walk around and as soon as they see yours they walk up and like I mean, a chief from the Vietnam era walks up to talk to you like you've known him your entire life. Oh, yeah. Mm. And then you see what's funny in the VFW. You see those guys that were third, second class petty officers. They're walking down. They see you have a senior chief thing on. They don't know who you are in the VFW. Mm. It's, <laughs> it's the P-way shuffle. And they kind of try to get by fast, right? Because they don't want to talk to the chief. Right. And it's like, man, like even these old timers still, right? It, like they long for that you know what i mean yeah and it's just uh it's it's 100 percent true no matter where i go if if i meet someone that's a chief like oh it's gonna be a good time it's gonna be a good time absolutely oh yeah 100 percent. i got i gotta get down there and visit you man i gotta you know you come down here and visit yeah, me bro. too man we we need to you know, well let's you. see i got a kid going to college uh in 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 may which means uh my wife and i will be empty nesters so that's a good thing yeah man we'll be able to do whatever we want Oh yeah, absolutely, and, uh, man. I, I got I got actually I have family up in up in uh in, in Dallas and uh you know I joined the Navy out of Colleen. So okay. yeah. I mean I got family everywhere, but yeah, man, I'm gonna come up there, we'll we'll have to get together, uh just, you know, break bread and just do things. You yeah. know, that's it's just part of what we're doing. Maybe I can help bring in some people to do what you're doing because I mean, I'm really excited to see how once you have the time to dedicate it full force, mm -hmm. I, I'm telling you right now, David, I'm going to see you on the TV. You already said it, right? You're going to be in arenas and you're going to be in Fortune 500 companies. You're probably going to be doing some massive podcast on your own where you talk to business leaders throughout the country. Like, I, I'm telling you that there's no way you don't succeed. You, you just you have that part where it's going to be there. And anybody that decides to work with you, I mean. If you can't be successful working with you, then, you know, I, I do know that everybody has potential, but come on now. All you yeah. got to do is trust the process, right? Trust the process, man. And, you know, uh, one of my biggest things now, I'm, I'm working with a lot of, of of veterans, a lot of people that's getting out, maybe whether they're four year, 10 year, you know, even guys that's retiring out of, out of the Chiefs mess. My, my biggest thing is we all go through TAPS class. We all do, you know, things that we need to do, but we have been suppressing that inner us for so long. There are people that we work with, I mean, woodworking, catering, teaching, all kinds of things that they want to do. And they don't know how to just let that niche, that, that niche go free. They don't know how to get it out. They don't know how to like say it and put it into words and translate over. So I'm working with a well, lot of people. It's just a hobby for them, right? It's mm -hmm. just something I do on the weekends and I really love doing it. And they don't realize things like that. Yeah. Well, that's a that's a career, dude. It's, it's a career. I mean, you you can you can build and, and monetize. You want people to pay you for your leadership, but at the same time, you know, and I, I spoke on this, like, you know, we do what we do, but are you doing what you want to do? Mm -hmm. Like have like have fun doing something, especially when you've already put your time in, you've already solidified your career, your retirement, and all that. let's go have some fun. Let's yeah. let's figure out how we're gonna get you on the shelves if you're a writer. Let's figure out how to get you and your products at a big retail like a Walmart or a Target. You know, there are tons of things that people can do 
if they just had a little bit of time to figure it out. So I'm, I'm working with those those guys and girls, and and we we are really having some some great mastermind sessions. We're having some some great like like just the time to talk and process something, teaching from a board, putting things up, putting it in a step in a sequence. And it's completely different from when there was in the Navy, but they understand the language. You know? Yeah, for so, sure. Yep. Well, because when you get out, like, so this is what I, what I found. So my, my wife, just one night, right? We're all watching TV and me and my son, the men that we are decided, yep, we'll watch TV with you tonight. And what do we do? Fell asleep. Cause that's what we do. We fall asleep. And she was just laying there. And my wife is a very good artist. Like, amazing artist like i she told me she could draw when she was younger and i was like okay been married for 20 years this year and uh as as time goes on and the pandemic hits right you know furlough and not working she's like i think i'm gonna draw again and i was like that's thinking you're gonna draw i'm like where has that like she's super talented wow and so she started drawing on a on a on a on a sheet right so to your point right when you're coming out of the navy a lot of people are trying to the, the passion and the things that they have important to them, they try to figure out how do I equate that to what I want to do going forward, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I started doing real estate and I did all the things I did coming out of the Navy because I really wanted to work for me. Yeah, I didn't want to, I didn't want to work for somebody else. It's not a slight to people that want to go be in the corporate world and all of that. But I just was like, man, I, the Navy taught me that I can, I, I can bet on myself, right? Yes. I can bet on me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... She gives me this paper uh, the next morning and goes to my son and I and goes, would, would you guys, would you guys wear stuff like that? And I looked at this drawing and I was like, hell yeah, I'd wear that mm-hmm. because it, it spoke to me from a military perspective, right? Like that, that draw. And so my wife created uh, a, we have a t-shirt company now mm-hmm. and it's a got your six culture. Right. And so yeah. for my wife's mind frame of it was, I want to create this t-shirt company because I'm a proud veteran spouse, right? My wife was in the Navy. You, we all know our spouses are in the military too. Yep. And she's like, I'm proud of that. But my wife also works in the medical field. Mm. So she's like, how many times do you see all these people all around are always supporting veterans, right? Which rightly they should. Uh, veterans sacrifice their life to serve the country right or they take away things they could be doing in order to keep us free but she's like i really don't see a lot of people go what about the police officers what about the firefighters what about the person sitting in the dispatch office what about the person that's a correctional officer what about the nurses what about the emts right so her company uh she started it up so that she can make products along all those lines like she wants to she, she wants to pay respect and, and give shout outs basically to all those first responders, right? Like right now yeah. we ended whatever we've ended in the last 20 years of being in Iraq and Afghanistan, but there's a new battle and the new battle was the pandemic. And in that pandemic battle, the nurses, nurses sitting in a hospital, taking care of people and, and making sure that they were well, no regard to them, right? Because they're around mm-hmm. it. And so she's like, those people deserve, you know, recognition too. So she started and I'm like, that's a good idea. And so now like she's churning ideas out like crazy. And to your point, it's like, just put your head down and go. Let's just go. go. We'll figure it out. 
-hmm. You know, it's not going to move super fast. You know, I think sometimes we look at it and she's like, you know, we, we've done pretty good uh, so far, but you know, it needs to be bigger. You know what I mean? And I keep yeah. telling her, just got to be patient. It'll get there. But her yeah, idea was amazing. And we just ran with it. Mm-hmm. And I told her, whatever I got to do to help you, I'm in. But it yeah. just, I think a lot of people coming out of the military to that point, like you said earlier, of like, I want to be a carpenter. I want to be a, I, I can cook or, um, you know, whatever it is. Yeah, but I didn't do that in the Navy. And. I don't know if I'd be good at it and I don't know if I should do this and I don't know if I should do that. And and the self doubt that people have in their mind, despite the fact that they were sailors and taught, there is no try. There is no, maybe there is no, if I can, like we get it done. You're like, you've always gotten it done as a sailor, a Marine, a soldier, whatever it is, you've always gotten it done. But now Mm. when you need to do something that you want to do, there's no way to do it. Like, are you kidding me right now? Yeah, you're right. And, you know, to, to compound that self-doubt is when you find yourself surrounded by negative people. Yeah. You know, one of the things that I talk about heavy is who's talking you out of your dream? Who's who's talking you out of, of, of doing what it is that you want to do? Hey, well, you know, such and such tried that and it didn't work. Oh, well, no, you know, you've been in the Navy all this time. I mean, just do Navy stuff, you know, and then that compounds self-doubt, too, man. And mm-hmm. and if you're not careful, people will really talk you right, right into a ditch. Oh, of course, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And 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 my son asks me about stuff like that sometimes. You know, like he'll see stuff that's going on, or he hears things. You know, being an 18 year old kid, you know, in high school, um, just the different things that happen at school every day, even, and how people approach things and how they look at things. And my son is like, Dad, I'm just really confused. I don't know what. I don't know what's going on. Right. I'm like, well, dude, you're in a little bit of a different boat than a lot of people. Hmm. And the reason for that is you never lived in one place. You've always moved, but we moved to Dallas. Yeah. We're, in, we're, we're straight up with the Cowboys and we're rolling, right? Like these people have a, a certain outlook on life that live in Dallas. You know, Dallas is just like the TV show Dallas. You know, there's money up there. There's people that get things done. But there's a huge working class of people up there yeah. that just work to get things done. It's get the job done. Dallas is a working class city. Right. And you've got Fort Worth that compounds that. And so, like, he got to meet people from all different backgrounds, right? Then we moved to South Florida. So now he met all these people that were from South America. He met people from Europe. He's met people... You know, all these people are different than him. They mm. they didn't grow up in New Orleans, right? Italian family, eating food, you know, like the whole thing. So he's always made friends that, you know, in a normal situation, he probably would have never taken the time to talk to, right? Just mm-hmm. because of where you would have grown up. Yeah. And so his outlook on life is completely different. And so that's why I tell him you struggle sometimes to figure out uh, why people do the things they do or what they say, because even with us, right in the Navy, I tell a lot of people being in the Navy or the military in general should be a, a blueprint to how like we can all work together. I mean, I come from Texas. You came from South Carolina. 
uh, this other person was born and raised in El Salvador, and this person came to this country when he was younger from Europe or whatever. We all have different backgrounds. We all have different family values. We all have different cultural beliefs. But at the end of the day, guess what needs to happen? Ships got to get underway. The airplanes got to take off. People got to get into the military, and we have a goal to attain. So what we do is we work together and get it done. Yep. And it doesn't matter where you're from or who you are or what you look like or what you believe or any of that stuff. Like, none of it matters. And so my son kind of grew up that way, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of military kids grow up that way. So that's, he's like, man, I'm confused. I'm like, don't be confused. You just keep doing what you're doing and, you know, you'll go pretty far. You just have to understand that not everybody's going to see the world the way you do. You wow. see the world in a way of uh, hope and, and, and possibility, you know what I mean? Like he's an optimistic person. And that's because he's had the opportunity to meet so many different people. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people not fortunate enough to do that. So that's where that self-doubt comes in. That's where a lot of those those sailors that are getting out, you know, they're in the, the E5 club or, or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, there's a whole bunch of bad apples in there sometimes that, that decide that this isn't for them and they want to get out. And they're influential people, man. And they'll make you feel like, being motivated and doing all those things aren't what you need to do. And so, again, that's why I say I miss problems in the Navy. Taking a, a, a young person that is on the wrong path and, and helping them change the, 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 the course or direction or trajectory of what they're doing, uh, you can't really do that out here. People don't want to listen. Yeah. But the difference in the Navy is people wanted to listen. They wanted to be better. Mm-hmm. And uh, you don't find that a lot out here. So, you know it's good that someone is going to actually offer the service going forward, right? Yeah. To give you an opportunity to be better and tell you that I don't care who you are, where you're from or what you've done. If you want to be better, then let's get better. Right. Yeah. It's just motivation, dude. You're right, man. You're right. That's the way it is, man. And you gotta, you, you got you gotta love it. Some, you know, when you offer the opportunity to fix something, um, you know, a lot of people don't realize that somebody's already solved your problem. You got a problem. Somebody's already solved it. Mm-hmm. So if if you're in the business of doing your quote unquote research, you are kind of just dragging the problem down down the road when you got access to a person that's already solved that issue. Yep, for sure. Mm-hmm. It's like when we were growing up, right? Mm-hmm. And your parents would always tell you, you ain't done nothing I haven't already done. We're like, whatever. You're old. You didn't do the stuff I did. And now I'm a parent going, son, there's nothing that you're going to tell me that I haven't done already. Mm-hmm. And he's going, whatever, dude, you're old. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know, right? The cycle I know. repeats, man. Yeah. It's there, but yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. I tell you what, man, it's, uh, I, I, I had a good time. I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm really, really uh, just grateful that you came on to talk with me. Uh, I, I would love to talk to you again. Mm-hmm. Um, once, once, once the Brody consultant is up and moving and when you guys have some, some other ventures going on, cause right now you're on the setup, right? You're, you're on the trajectory to, to, to plan to get there to the full-time route. Yeah. Um, if you ever need anything, I'm a, I'm a message, a phone call, an email, whatever away. I'm, yeah. I'm happy to help in any way I can, but I just, I appreciate it. I really do. Oh yeah, absolutely, man. Thanks. Lee. Thanks again for having me on. Um, I definitely look forward to talking and working with you here in the future, man. Anything you need on my end, too, a phone call away, bro. Yeah, I know a lot of people that could use your help. They work in the real estate industry, so you might be getting quite a few phone calls. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I operate uh, via Zoom. Um, I, I do I mean, virtual appointments. I have in-office appointments. I, mean, I have a pretty busy office, 
and I mean, like I said, as long as we got this technology, man, we we can make this thing work, man. Yeah. So so run down for me real quick right here at the end. Run down for me one how people can get in touch with you, email, phone number, however you want to do it, mm-hmm. and then two like what kind of like really what's the service if you come in this is what you're going to get from us yeah so to get in contact with me is, is very simple you can uh and i don't know am, am i allowed to say my my phone number because i have a absolutely I, if you want yeah anybody can reach me at area code 817-507-7774 and if you go to brodyconsultant.com and you can just follow the links i have very simple instructions on if you want an initial consultation a power hour or if you want to get into my development program, which consists of office visits and accountability calls, also mastermind training to go along with the whole package that I offer. We pretty much get in, we develop, we train, we teach, we cry, we laugh, we do everything here at Brody Consult, man. And we have an awesome, awesome outlook on future, on the future. I'm telling you, it's, it, it is amazing service. It's something that I pride myself in training, learning, Everything that I do um, here is what I want to give back. So I, I read a lot of books. I have great coaches myself. And for that to translate over to giving it back to a consumer or a client is 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 what we do and what we achieve. So BrodyConsultant.com is real uh, simple. You click on. I just left my uh, phone number here and Brody Consultant um, on Facebook. I have a business page there, too. And once you go to my website, it, you can go in. If you got a question, if you have something you want to say, you type into the box and the email will come straight to my to my phone. And I'll do a, an immediate response back to you. Perfect, man. Well, thank you. Again, thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. I uh, can't wait to send it on out. And, you know, I'm, I'm waiting for the invite. I know the party's going to be massive. Oh, yeah. It's going to be crazy. Absolutely, man. Well, you have a great day. And uh, again, thanks, man. I appreciate it. All right, brother. Have a good day.